Welcome to episode 216 of the TDR Now podcast, the first English-speaking podcast and also the longest-running podcast focusing on theme parks in Asia, including Tokyo Disney Resort, Hong Kong Disneyland, Shanghai Disneyland, Universal Studios Japan, and we're coming to you directly from Japan. You can find us up on our website at tdrexplorer.com on pinterest instagram youtube all those places all under tdr explorer and i'm one of your hosts chris the chief content editor for tdr explorer and i am the one i don't know reminiscing about the golden age (laughs) of entertainment as far back as 2020 no 2019 (laughs) that's when we had entertainment we don't have any any entertainment now (laughs) I'm reminiscing about entertainment at Tokyo Disney Resort. And joining, as always, is the wonderful, wonderful Patricia. Hi, Patricia. Hey, Chris. I remember. Hi. I remember the days when we can, <laughs> when when we we can, had... we can walk around freely outside. We could go to the theme park on a whim. On a whim, Chris. I know. <laughs> Take oh. photos. Enjoy the outside world. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. And back in those days, you could follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Thunder Dream Sweets Love. Um, these oh. days, I'm pretending to be a demon and having beans thrown at me. For, was it Setsubun? Setsubun. Setsubun. Good times. Throw the, the spirit, or throwing hurts. the beans for the spirits. It and... hurts. My family puts a little bit too much, um, a little Oof. too much. <laughs> they throw those beans a little too hard. I don't know what they're trying to tell me. It's like they're stoning you. <laughs> Expel the no. evil. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like one of those throwbacks, you know, the 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 era of the witches where they would stone the witches or something. <laughs> stone the witch. I think it's because I they, I they, like I feel like 2020 is extended into this year in some ways. We we've had some good things happen too, but um uh and and I I did not properly I did not order any lucky lucky uh sushi rolls the ehomaki I didn't order it and so I was too late and there was none left at the station and so we didn't have ehomaki but you know what it's extended 2020 so it's fine <laughs> did you did you find any ehomaki today the lucky roll um I saw them at the store but I didn't buy any I, I was at the grocery store today, and I, I, I did see, I, I did see them. You know, I think I it's fine. It. It's fine. You know, and my husband's like, it's a fake tradition anyway. It's like a new tradition. It's you know, tradition. it it is because like it's really recent. So like they started doing it in Osaka for some reason, and um, then Tokyo saw that they were making money, and they're like, let's make this a thing, and so they started selling it in other places of Japan. So. It's like really recent, but it's really delicious. So I don't mind it, but I couldn't find any. So it's like, um, it's the long sushi because, you know, sushi is usually pretty short. 
it's like a roll, like a big yeah, fat roll. But like this sushi's long and it has like seven pieces of different types of food in it to represent like the luck of the seven elements or whatever. I was reading about it today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to eat it for good luck and fortune. You have to eat it quietly. <laughs> you can't talk. I mean, sure. <laughs> not sure. You know, I think my husband said that just so that I don't talk. <laughs> just eat this and don't say anything. Yeah, don't talk while you're don't say anything. Just give me this this small moment in time. <laughs> uh sure. Sure. I don't know how to tie this into our, our topic today. What are we talking? We're, we're we're talking about the golden age of Tokyo Disney Entertainment. Because we mentioned in our last podcast that we were gonna talk about it. So Throw, throwing, be, throwing beans at people is entertaining. That's true. Why don't they have like a Setsubun fest, festival? Can you imagine? That would be wild. Throwing beans? I want <laughs> I want Mickey to throw beans at me. <laughs> <laughs> just, ima- like, just imagine like, Mickey on this big float, like this demon float in front of This would be amazing. Castle, they sell the just- little horns that you can wear. Yeah, and they just throw all these beans into the crowd and everything. With little Mickeys on them? Oh, they should do Get that. on this entertainment division. Let's go. The winter months are slow anyway, so. Sell some ehomaki at the parks? People would eat that up. Come on, marketing. Like, hire us. Let's go. <laughs> we're you the foreigners, and we're giving you an idea. Goods. Can you imagine all the little Disney characters dressed like with as like Oni with the little horns and stuff and the little um, mallets? <laughs> oh my goodness! I would live for that. That'd be so funny. Ugh. Oh my gosh! That Make would be. That'd be so good. I want to see the cast members dressed as Oni, like the red Oni, the blue Oni. Let's mm-hmm. go. Okay, well, let's let's talk about the entertainment at Tokyo Disney, or like what we think is the quote unquote golden age. There's so much, man. But before before we get into that, our Patreon, you guys, we talk about this every episode. Support the show. Head on over to Patreon.com/slash/TDRnow because it helps us pay for the editing and everything for the show. So just head on over Patreon.com/slash/TDRnow. Support the show. There you go. And uh, you can get a shout out at the end of the show. $5 a month. We'll shout out your name at the end of every episode. We have bonus episodes and everything. Uh, Just, yeah, go check it out. So, yeah, Golden Age, Tokyo Disney Entertainment. I guess this is kind of, this is a kind of, I guess, opinion and up for debate. It's It's like there's no, there's no definitive, there's no definitive thing here. I mean, like. I mean, I think there's like a certain time period where everybody could agree was like the the peak, right? Or like the the legendary time, right? And I think that's probably somewhere between the 15th anniversary and when Disney Sea opened. Right? So that would be 2008 to 2001 roughly. Wait. 15th anniversary. That would have been 2008, correct? Because it opened 1983. Wait, no. Wait, no. 15th. Oh, wait, what? Disneyland's 15th anniversary. <laughs> I cannot do math. Wow. 1998. Yes. 
1990. Jeez. Wow. Yeah, 1998 to 2001. Okay, no, that's about about. But then you have so many like like legendary god level shows like Mysterious Masquerade, which came way after, right? So it's it's loose. It's but I'm, I think around that time is like the legendary mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah, just like the golden standard for entertainment and like. Unfortunately, that's when tourism was not big in Japan. So a lot of us missed it. And not even just tourism, but like, I remember talking to the old timers, um, the people who were here, like, during these years, right? And Mm -hmm. even what's really interesting was so like, during the 15th anniversary, like kind of like that, the Disney fandom kind of exploded, right? And even at that time, like it, the crowd, the parks used to be pretty empty. And I remember hearing those stories and I'm like, that's so wild, you know, because we when we moved here permanently, it was around 2000, I want to say 2007, something like, no, yeah, 2007, right? And by that time already, it was, the crowds were really, like, really big. And I'm like, man, just thinking about, like, all these, like, legendary shows, and there was, like, very few people, you know, you could go in the parks were fairly empty. That's, like, so wild to me. Mm. That's, like, that's an era that I completely missed. Yeah. Like, my very first visit to Tokyo Disney was in 2010. Mm-mm. Um few a few years later after you and then of course just from there things just got busier and busier right Mm -hmm. so i completely missed that time period but that that doesn't mean i didn't get to experience some of the what i consider some of the golden standard for entertainment maybe it wasn't as frequent as it was before then but there were still a lot of really great shows of course yeah which unfortunately have ended. Yeah, all these have ended. Everything I mean, it, on, on our the, list here is gone. The entertainment, it's it's not what it used to be. No, unfortunately, but and it repeats itself. You know, and like that sounds so I like I know people from Disney World, Disneyland will say, Well, we've had shows for 15 years. And like, yeah. But for Tokyo Disney, like that's unheard of, completely unheard of. I mean, not it's, anymore, though. Not anymore. Not, I can yeah, see that anymore. happening now. You know, we'll get shows for three years. I mean, but but it is insane. That think about it. So, th- like, this blows my mind. We used to have every year, every year, new shows for each season, new costumes new music like completely new shows every year for a period of time can you like like thinking about it now it sounds insane it does like right just for a few months for every for just a few months they would have these events i i got to japan in 2013 i think i was here at the very tail end of them doing a new show like seasonal show every year for the seasonal events and then 
around 2015 onwards, things started to repeat for the seasonal shows. They, they started repeating around Cinderella Bration. So I was like, what, 2000? Cinderella, I want to say 2000. Ele- I want to say 2011? No, earlier. Earlier? Earlier. Mm. I want to say maybe 2007. Hmm. Things started to repeat themselves. But that's but think about it. So I was talking to my husband and he's like, at that time, people are like, oh, the entertainment budget is being cut with Cinderella Bration. Okay. That was I never got to see it in person, but whoa. Yeah. <laughs> that show. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Gorgeous. That just Cinderella's 2003. And it closed 2008. So it ran for five years. Right. During the off season. That was an off season show. <laughs> it was this show that was just. Go, like go on YouTube. Like once you're done listening to podcasts, go to on YouTube and type in Cin- Cinderella Bration, Tokyo Disneyland, just to see what we're talking about. This show is. Yeah. Look, look at how many people are on the stage it's it's crazy it's and over the top the thing was that show wasn't just the show itself that show was um the gardens surrounding it right the gardens and the arches and they would come on the carriage and go all around like the hub and the the gardens and the fountain were all a part the atmosphere together with the show was the event because yeah like traditionally um kind of before f- the frozen fever hit the winter season, like after New Year's, was um, traditionally like princess stuff, right? Yes. And then that kind of, that went away. But yeah, the Cinderella Bration was part of that. <laughs> it's just a ridiculously gorgeous show. Mm-hmm. I wish I got to see it in person. I really do. It was so beautiful, but so cold. <laughs> Yeah, winter's not the warmest time of the year here. And it was a nighttime <laughs> show, so it's like, <laughs> you know. So yeah, there was Cinderella Bration and I don't know, Mysterious Masquerade. That's another one I know we've talked about before on this show. I love Mysterious Masquerade so much. Like that is my hands down favorite Halloween show. It only ran for two years i think if i read that correctly 2009 and 2010 i think was it yeah maybe you might be right you might be right yeah i'm just looking it up we Uh, went so much yeah it debuted in 2009 that show my husband would even come like after work to come see it yeah 2009 to 2010 so there's not a lot of information on Mysterious Masquerade in English. Like if you type that in, you're just going to get like the Disney Wikipedia thing. And it's actually quite poorly maintained. There's oh, no information sucks. on it. What? But if you, but if you uh, look it up in Japanese, um, you'll actually get the official Disney.co.jp website. And Mysterious Masquerade. 2009-2010, Waterfront Park. 2000, beginning in 2000, I'm kind of translating this verbatim. Uh, 
2009 started Toki Disney Sea for Halloween and it was this like exotic atmosphere for Halloween theme and it was a big stage show and yeah over the top stage show ridiculously the stage like, had some, these moving parts like the stage itself was actually really complex and fantastic and on top of that, so that was like your main show. And on top of that, you would have the show at Lido Isle, which was a smaller show. So you had multiple things happening around the same time. The music is so good, mm-hmm. too. The stage in front of the Tower of Terror and like the waterfront park area, like, ugh. watch it on YouTube. It's just, it's hard to believe that was a seasonal show. Just a few months. That's as that's all it lasted. Months, look at those months. costumes. Look at go and look up photos and look at the detailing on those costumes. So good. The that music. Was budget. That was the what the budget used to be. Ugh, like my goodness. And I missed that. So because I was there in the summer of 2010. So I obviously missed it by a couple of months to be able to see that. And I wish I did. I wish I did. So yeah, it, it only ran for two years. As it it should, as it should. And then you would move on and you would get something new, except they stopped giving us new stuff, new stuff or things even of equal quality that that just is gone now. Gosh, there's so much like one of my all time favorites was Rhythms of the World. Like that's when I, I think that's one of the, the really big repeater events where people would come just over and over and over again to just be a part of it because it was just such a blast. Mm. When was that? When was it? The best one? My favorite one was the original one. Um, Rhythms of the World was, I have to look this up. It was, okay, 2006. I have that. Okay, so that was a long time ago. I I went to that one a lot. I loved that one. I loved Rhythms of the World. And it had live music and the costumes were so cool. And you had like the different seating areas to re- represent the different parts of the world. And the ads were so catchy. And I think that's like the first, like not, not the first CD I bought, but one of the ones that I was really excited to buy the soundtrack for. Don't even get started on the soundtracks for these things. Like, I love it when they sell they sell the soundtracks for these shows. Uh huh. Um, they don't do that in like the other Disney parks. Don't really do that. That makes me so sad because I've been to like like let's say Disney World and there's like a song and I'm like, this is awesome. I want the CD and then yeah, I, I can't find this. it. Yeah, like it might be on iTunes. It might not Maybe. be. But like with Tokyo Disney, you know. They're good. That like that song is going to be on a CD. Mm-hmm, you can sure. own it forever, right? Yeah. Um, I, I love that. Like to this day, they still sell CDs with all the music. Like there's the Beauty and the Beast, Enchanted Beauty, and Tales of the Beauty and the Beast soundtrack, the Baymax soundtrack. Like that's all there. You can buy it, mm-hmm. which I think is great. And they need to do that everywhere. Um, I love it. Rhythms of, Rhythms of the World, Bonfire Dance. That's one I wish, oh, I wish I got to see in person. We would go to Bonfire a lot, like almost every day. 
And we would do it repeatedly. Like we would finish and then we'd get back in line again. And this is when my son was like a baby. And <laughs> we were there the last day, all day. And we were there for the last show and we had the front row standing area. And it, it was such a blast. It was so, so freaking fun. And I love that you had the option of like actually participating like in the dancing circle, or you could watch from outside. So for those that don't know what we're talking about, the Bonfire Dance was this summer show in the Arabian coast. So if you've ever been to Disney Sea, when you go into the Arabian coast, like when you enter from, uh, I guess, coming from uh, Mermaid Lagoon, you go down the stairs and then you see the magical lamp theater. You see the carousel on the right-hand side, and there's that fountain in the middle. Well, the bonfire dance was this gigantic round stage that went over the water fountain. And it was just like this elaborate stage. And like you just said, you got to participate in the show and you would go like you would dance around the stage because the stage was circular. There was fire. There was fire. <laughs> there was fire. There was fire. There was dancing, uh, Aladdin and Jasmine and the Sultan. Like so, the Sultan was in the show. Wasn't the Sultan he? was the last year. So every so I think, okay. it, I think it happened. I want to say for three years. I want to say three. It was two or three years. And the show before the Sultan couldn't make it. Right. So the first year he couldn't make it. The second year he couldn't make it for whatever reason. And then the last year the Sultan showed up. <laughs> like go on YouTube and watch Bonfire Dance. It's just so high energy and just. That is Disney Sea. It's so it's <laughs> yeah. so entertaining. The MCs were so good. Such a good show. Uh, I I'm kicking myself that I never got to see that in person. I think I think the last one I think it ended in 2010. So uh, I think it was one of those that I missed. <laughs> you did um, Sorio Kobu the final though, right? that's a disney that was a disneyland right the good yes the good summer matsuri show yes before the before they started doing the the other zario no i don't know which doesn't matter sorio kobu the final that was the one summer and the halloween shows were like so high energy and it's just ridiculous halloween they used to have a daytime and a nighttime parade, and it would be different. Yeah. None of this same parade twice a day. It's like, nope, there's a daytime version and a nighttime version. So you had to stay there all day to and see the two different. versions. And it was a different every year. It was a different Halloween parade every year. As much as I love popping live, <laughs> I don't want to see it for a fourth time when it's not changed. <laughs> That's a very first world problem, but we know that on this podcast, we know that. A Table is Waiting. I love that show. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good when it first came out, and it was good when they made it permanent. It was just really, really fun. Yeah, it was supposed to be a temporary, it was initially a temporary show. It was a seasonal show, a one and done, right? I think for the yeah. fifth anniversary. It was for, yeah, the a la carte event that they did at Disney Sea. Uh-huh. So it was like a, like a food. food booths. Yeah, it was it was a food event and the table is waiting debuted for that. And then my understanding was it was so popular that they decided to make it permanent and it stuck around until I think 2017. So yeah. 2011 to 2017. So, you know, it got a good six year run. They didn't have to make a new show. So they brought no. it back. <laughs> and 
the stage isn't that big. Like it, it wasn't like it, it was like a big stage show, like big band beat or, or something in the hangar area, like where it had like all these set pieces. Big band so, beat know, was supposed to be filler. It Yeah, it was. Yeah, you're have right. You it seen, was. Have you seen Encore, right? No. Encore was insane. Okay, go to YouTube and look up <laughs> Encore, which used to be, which was a show before Big Ben Beat. The, like, it's just out of this world. Like, the st- the different stage sets, um, the the dancers, the all the different things, all the different, like, it's, like, crazy. And, like, they used every point in that theater, like all the stage movement was all used and it had fireworks. It was, it was 40 minutes long. I think it was a long show and they had to make it slightly shorter because people are like, this, this is really long. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, I was talking to my husband actually before we started recording this and I'm like, it's crazy because we pay money now to not now because it's a pandemic, but like we would pay money if, if like things are open again to go see this like at Orb Theater in Shibuya. And even then, like the like that's, a, a, you know, the, the stage effects are not even at the same level. And that's something that we pay money for. And that was included in your park admission. <laughs> they you know did not I mean? mess around. No, back. like that alone, that alone was worth going to the park and paying a day ticket for <sighs> without doing anything else. We also have, uh, this show is a little more well-known, The Legend of Mythica. Yeah. Remember Harbor when we show? had daytime shows at Disney Sea? Yeah, remember per- that? Permanent that daytime great. shows, you know. That was great, was wasn't it? Legend of Mythica, it debuted uh, 2006 as part of the fifth anniversary. Fifth anniversary was really good. Yeah, and then it went away in 2014. 2006 to 2014, that's what, eight years? Yeah. Yeah, eight years. It was it was about about time if they were going to replace it with another permanent daytime show, except they didn't, which is kind of like twenty fourteen was six years ago. No seven. Oh my goodness, we're going seven years now. Yeah, seven years that we haven't had a permanent daytime show. That show was just legendary. Pardon the pun. Just uh, the show was so good. It was so good so good and we would get that on top of the seasonal shows plus the nighttime show which back then was bravissimo that was beautiful and then that switched to fantastic which fantastic was good like it was a good show um it was just kind of recycled from the other disney parks but my man even like puerto paradiso was like the costuming the music it was so freaking fun yeah, I feel like Disney Sea is over the years has lost its entertainment. <laughs> things that made it really Disney Sea and it's kind of getting like turned into like all these very just heavy character centric stuff, which mm-hmm. fine. Obviously, I don't care about like, or I shouldn't say I don't care. I like that the characters are used. They you were know, used like, before as well, except here's the difference they were used in a like an elegant and classy way. Yeah, and now like, they're dumbing it down. Like Legend of Mythica, like the costumes that the characters were in, legendary. Those were just gorgeous costumes. Mysterious Masquerade, gorgeous costumes. You know, there's one show that I wish, I wish, I wish, wish, wish I got to see. Mm-hmm. 
was the Club Disney entertainment they did back in the late early 2000s. Yeah, I have that in if my if I could time travel section. I had (sighs) the Club Disney. I had the 15th anniversary and I had dramatic Disney sea style. Oh, like that's mine to a T as well. Like those are the things I would love to have seen in person, the, especially the Club Disney, where they turned the front of Cinderella Castle, like the forecourt, into oh a dance gosh. club. For those of you that don't know, back in the early 2000s, late, like late 90s, early 2000s, the dance craze of Pada Pada was like massively popular in Japan. It's like the synchronized dancing to like high energy music. Mm-hmm. And they brought that to Disneyland here. And the characters danced to Disney music that was remixed into this this style of music is actually called Eurobeat. In high school, I was obsessed with Eurobeat music. And when I found out there was like Disney Eurobeat music, I'm like, what is this? And then later I found out they did this in freaking Disneyland. And here. then even that show there it was done in different sections so they would do like at this period of time they would do this music and then they would do a different one after that was over so even that show had different like how do you say like different versions of it done right yeah it was like they did costuming different music different dance it's it's like it's just one event different versions of it it's crazy to think about yeah, because they did like the whole Eurobeat mm-hmm. thing, which is popular here. But then they did like this '90s dance music, like from like North America and Europe and stuff. And then they did like like oldies, like '60s, '70s kind of music. Like it was just like all over the board, and I, I was living for it. It was kind of tacky, but I loved it. It it looks like looking at the videos looks amazing. I, I I wish I was able to experience that. Like that's the one show I wish wish I could have done. <laughs> what I could have like, You can go on and on, like because it's endless. Like Rock Around the Mouse was so cute. It was such a blast. It was so creative. Like them driving the little cars up and having the race around the hub, and then have at the same time having the main stage with the action going on there and the different accessories and the cute little foods, like everything about that event. And it was like a short time event, but it was so freaking fun. Like the, the big bad wolf on his motorcycle. It's like, come on. It's so, cre- it's so creative too. Like you don't see, like now, the thing is that what it is now is that every year it's the same thing and it's the same season. And every season it's a different version of that season's thing. So. Oh, it's Easter. It's spring, so it's Easter. And everything is Easter. It's the off season and it, uh, sorry, it's uh, Halloween and it's the same thing every, every Halloween. But we used to have like really creative shows. Like, so like Rock Around the Mouse was like this 1950s, like car race. And it, and it was like, it was so freaking creative. Like you don't see things like that anymore. Or dramatic Disney Sea was like a fashion show. And it's like, I I would love to get out of this rut of just repeating the same thing every season, every year. It's always the same and getting back to those more creative ideas if we ever get our entertainment back. I couldn't have said it any better. Like I agree wholeheartedly. I wish we could go back to that or like some 
resemblance of it. I don't know if that's ever going to happen. I don't know. I feel like we're in this weird kind of like, I don't know. It's like a downturn. Rotation. Because right now, the resort is so focused on the expansion stuff. And of course, money is pretty finite, right? So the pandemic isn't helping either. No, that doesn't help. You know. So like Disney, Land of Disney Sea, over the last five years, we've had obviously all this other stuff added where they would have to allocate you know funds and stuff to the expansion stuff and then of course that means our entertainment kind of would probably have to suffer a little bit so but longer than that because we haven't had an anniversary since the 25th anniversary oh that's like the epic level anniversary that, like... that was the norm that was like we have not i, I do not count anything after that because that is not a tdr anniversary I wish I got to experience the 25th. I've heard so many good things about it. And let me tell you, at the time of the 25th, and this is why we do not deserve good things, okay? People were like, well, you know, this is, you know, not as not as great as it used to be. And it was pretty damn good. Like, I, I, get, I get what people were saying at the time. But, like, if you look at, like, for example, the Christmas stage show that they did at the time, the shape of the stage was so like unique and interesting and like the amount of characters you had on the stage. And then you had different stage shows throughout the year. Like I get, I get that people like compared to the past, it wasn't maybe what they were expecting for, I guess for a 25th anniversary or something, but at least we had anniversaries back then. And it was pretty damn good. The amount of entertainment we have, not just at Disneyland, which was, it was Disneyland's anniversary, right? But also at Disney Sea. Like Disney Sea had so many shows that came out of that year, which is crazy because it wasn't even their anniversary, right? Like Mickey's Dream Company. How many costume changes did Mickey alone have in that show? Like five, right? Something like that. Something like that. That's insane. And that Disney Sea wasn't even the main focus of the anniversary. So that anniversary was pretty damn epic. Even though at the time people were like, well, I don't know. Isn't it kind of like not as good as how it used to be? It's like, it was, it was amazing <laughs> <laughs> if only they could have seen what 2020 20 they didn't know they didn't know the future and that's why we don't deserve anything nice anymore <laughs> <laughs> speaking of uh disney c and their epic shows uh, what was it christmas in new york the one where mickey Minnie were skating there was a skating <gasps> rink show i ice skating it. show i loved it ridiculous ridiculous I go on youtube christmas in new york time. disney c yeah mickey mini ice skate down a runway effectively is what it is yeah they um and they had a disneyland one where they would ice skate on the floats i did not see that one that was really cool Ugh. so many things so many things uh we need to wrap this up otherwise we, we'll on. keep going forever i know there's candlelight reflections Oh, God yeah. level. We, again, we were there for the last day. We were there all day and it was freezing. And we were there until like the last and we had like the really good view and we were with friends and I will never, never forget it. It was so gorgeous and so simple and so elegant. 
Mm-hmm. And the real Christmas wishes. Not this garbage that they do now where they recycle the Christmas wishes music, but the With actual the- stage show that used the same kind of stage setup as Mysterious Masquerade. <laughs> Using the 10th anniversary hat. That's garbage. The, they, the fact that they call that Christmas wishes makes me want to throw up. You know, <laughs> it is so terrible. How dare they? <laughs> it's funny because that bloody hat has been used in Christmas wishes, fantastic, and that bloody thing is almost ten years old at this point. No, it is ten years old at this point. I don't, like, well, I guess we don't know if they're using it anymore because we don't have any entertainment right now. <laughs> Fake but... Christmas wishes. I refuse to call that Christmas wishes. Okay, <laughs> but that's what it's called. Because they took the name. Because they took the name of something uh, that was popular and good, and they're like, "We'll just give it the same name, and people will like it." A really good. So if you want to watch a lot of this like entertainment that we talked about, YouTube is a good place to go. Um, also, if you're if you want like good quality video, because you know YouTube can be really hit or miss. Uh, there are box sets out there with a lot of these shows that you can buy. If you go on Amazon Japan, you can actually buy a lot of the box sets that come with like professionally shot and official videos of these shows. We named way too many shows to kind of narrow it down because there's tons of box sets. Um, But if you kind of focus on, I think, the anniversary Mm -hmm. box sets, those usually have a pretty good best of. And they're in excellent quality because obviously Disney shot it themselves. So you're you're getting a good quality product. And a lot of them come in Blu-ray as well. So just hand over to Amazon.co.jp. And they do ship internationally. I guess the big thing for that is... If you get Blu-ray, it should work for you. Yeah. Depending on the country you're in. If you get a DVD, uh, DVD in Japan is region two, I believe, which will not work in North America. It, Mm -mm. I don't think, and I don't think it'll work in Europe because Europe would, would have been PAL, like the PAL format. So yeah, just be aware of that. If you want to do that kind of stuff, go with Blu-ray. It's a, it's a safer bet. There's a good chance Blu-ray will work, but just double check. Double check your uh, region anyway. Yeah, yeah. Just to be sure. Yeah. But uh, for Japan, if you buy Blu-ray, it will work in North America. Mm-hmm. I don't know about places like Australia right. or Europe. I'm not sure, but I do know Canada and the US, it'll work fine because I've done that many times. So it's fine. Okay. So we have to thank some wonderful explorers. For supporting us up on Patreon. Remember, patreon.com slash TDR now. So a big thank you to Acro Disney Girl, Adam. Oh, I already messed this up. Adam, Amanda C, Amy B, Amy C, Mama Explorer, Benjamin, Brent M, Carrie, Claire, Claudia, Dave, David, Emily Baker, and Kevin. And thank you to Jamie, Jose, Kathy, Lee, Marie H, Michael, Murray, Sophie, Spoopy, Thomas, Kay, Alexandra, Lizzie, Amy and Andy, Eli, and Dana. <laughs> Big thank you to you wonderful explorers for supporting us on Patreon. Remember to rate, review us, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, wherever you get your podcasts from. Send your questions to us, contact at tdrexplorer.com. You can find us up on our website, tdorexplorer.com, and all social media everywhere. 
I'm one of your hosts, Chris, the Chief Content Editor for TDR Explorer, and I am the one wishing that I can travel back to 2001 to experience Club Disney at its peak. I really wish I could have seen that in person. And joining us, as always, Patricia. Man, now I'm thinking, when is Orb Theater opening again? When can we... When can we go see live entertainment? Right. I'm the one dreaming of those those days to come in the future. Once we've had our vaccines and we can go into the outside world and play outside. And those days are coming. They're coming. I, I have hopes and dreams for the future. We love you guys. Keep exploring. Check out all those wonderful shows. And we'll see you next time. All right, Explorers. Till next time.